0: With the latest in technology news and views, this is TechRap the podcast. Welcome to TechRap the podcast. In this edition, we're going to talk Tesla. There's a lot of Tesla news going on. Microsoft had their Ignite Developer Conference and some interesting things coming from that. Apple releasing iOS 13.4 and Bose. Going for another round with the sleep buds. G'day, Will. How are you, Getters? I'm going pretty well. I'm actually, I've actually been very productive this week, which is nice.
1: Oh. Non-excellent, yeah, non-computer
0: things at the moment, though.
1: Uh, okay, we won't delve into it too much, but no. if you, anyone was watching last week or listening to the podcast, uh, Geddes was experimenting with a OB, or outside broadcast, uh, in his backyard with the scenic pool and mountainous backgrounds, not going for the outside broadcast uh, this episode.
0: Well, I mean, the weather is not so great today. It, it's a bit like Melbourne weather at the moment, so um, we had a bit of rain about an hour or so ago, a bit of sunshine now, which is lovely, but it's just not worth trying. And a
1: lot of wind, mind you. Yeah, probably not the best for a OB. We'll save it <laughs> for a warmer day. Big news this week, and a lot of it coming out of, you know, one of our favourite people, uh, Elon Elon Musk. Electric Jesus. Tesla. There he is. Uh, yeah, so lots of news coming out of the, the Tesla camp, or the, the much-hyped battery day, as they were calling it. Uh, lots of announcements, so... I think let's no better way to kick off than talking about the Tesla news that came up recently. And I think the the biggest one that stood out was, I guess, talking about their battery and you know what they hope to do with it and all the mm. increased efficiency they're getting out of a, a new way they're developing the battery and even some bigger plans. Uh, Tesla's claiming that it can drive battery costs down even lower with a new material and uh, some of their science innovations and. They're getting up some, to some exciting things, aren't they?
0: They are. Um, I believe some of the, uh, you know, the innovations with uh, the battery is an adjustment in the manufacturing process, and they're even looking at uh, taking uh, out uh, the raw material cobalt uh, from the manufacturing process, and that'll reduce some costs and, you know, um, drives new ideas in, in, in a way in which to create the battery. And, you know, you can only see the positives of reducing the costs of the batteries overall, because that brings uh, those of us who wouldn't have had the the budget to buy a Tesla vehicle potentially into the market, you know, in the next maybe five years if, if all things go well.
1: Yeah, there were a lot of interesting little tidbits out of that and talking about Tesla not just being a, a car manufacturing company, but mm. also now moving into the mining business and, you know, mining lithium and developing their own battery technology. Uh, I guess it's it's all move and, and also in America as well. So they're less reliant on importing or overseas mines or pat- yeah. all those additional costs that come with importing the lithium and then developing into their batteries they use. If they can then do all of that in-house. And I think that was a big part of the Tesla manufacturing process was to make as much of the components and the build of their cars in-house. So they had full control over it. They could, you know, Dictate costs and mm, things like mm. that. So now this is just another element moving into that sort of one stop shop for Tesla, and they can manage the whole process eventually. From start to finish. There's some
0: downsides in that, though. Um, you you look at the fact that uh, lithium is being mined here in Australia, and you know um, Tesla might have been one of the companies that uh, were potentially, uh, you know, utilising the services uh, of uh, the the miners here in Australia. Uh, with a company like Tesla closing the loop. Uh, That's one less opportunity. Uh, It it also, you know, uh, could create some struggles uh, for, you know, other manufacturers uh, if their closed loop method, um, you know, contributes to to, to where the market's playing cost-wise on things. And, you know, um, if there isn't sufficient regulation placed upon a brand like Tesla, uh, you know, they could, I guess, sway things how they like it in terms of, you know, how they're looking after customers, uh, you know, with the complete end-to-end manufacture and and sale of uh, you know, their 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 core units, their items, their yeah, cars mean, and, and everything else. Valid
1: points there. And I know, yeah, there are quite a number of Australian companies that are uh, in the lithium business. And I think a lot of people were hoping that some announcement would come out of the day, uh, maybe optimistically or overly mm. optimistic about Tesla potentially importing from Australia, and you know those companies then I guess you know their share price would skyrocket, knowing all their materials are going towards mm. Tesla, but I mean it makes sense for them and what they 're doing oh definitely the ultimate goal here, and uh, something that Elon touted during the day was the talk of them getting in control of the whole process and reducing mm. costs when it comes to the mining and then the producing of the cars and all the efficiencies they can sort of build into it and then pass yeah. that saving on to the consumer. Their end goal here, a $25,000 USD electric vehicle, which is roughly about 35000 in the current exchange rate. Mm. But still, mm. that, if they can hit that price point oh. in the next... You know, five years—that's that, incredible.
0: That—that that is absolutely incredible. That will put them on par with, uh, you know, your mid-range vehicles. Say, for instance, like um, uh, Volkswagen full sedans, uh, your 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 Fords. Some of your Toyotas as well, some of those ones that are not built for for budget, but definitely built, you know, um, to serve that middle ground, and and that's probably one of the reasons that I haven't managed to entertain electric vehicles as yet. I I I love, um, you know, some of the efficiencies in the vehicles. I love. Uh, you know, the, the the charging networks around the area that I'm in, um, I, I like the idea of being able to just plug the car in at night and having that sorted, but um, cost has been a big factor. And, you know, as well, I've recently f- found myself out of work, so it, it's, it's out of my league completely now for the time being. But, you know, to have something like that happen in the next five years, uh, more of us could jump onto the electric car game, uh, you know, if if lower overhead costs mean a, a lower cost vehicle and, and you won't be sacrificing, you know, um, the build of, of the vehicle overall compared to what your offerings are right now in the Tesla camp.
1: Now, I don't know if you've been like me, but have you jumped on at some point where you've been sitting there and reading up on Teslas and envisioning yourself in one and have you jumped onto the the Tesla website and gone through you know, a build of your car, and yes. the, to see how much it would cost. Yeah, me too. So yes. I think it was in the realm of, I uh, can't remember, but it was between eighty thousand for the kind of that was just the Model Three, and mm. then on the high performance end was I think it was about one hundred and ten or one hundred and twenty thousand dollars, <laughs> including you know a nice, not the standard white or black. I think I went yeah. with the the blue or the red. I think the blue, uh, and then you know the extended battery. <laughs> uh, and, of course, the Autopilot, which is another, what, $8,500 or something if you want the full Autopilot package. Yeah. But, yeah, so, 100 let's say $100,000 once you yeah. add, you know, all those cool... And maybe, you know, the really nice rims as well. <laughs> <laughs> you went the whole hog on it. I, 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 I did. Me- I went all out and I stared at it and I was comparing the different models and go, hmm, which one should I get? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was a little bit more optimistic in the sense of I, I, I looked at something that had had the good performance, but you know, uh, sort of balance the costs. And I was looking at about 95. So that was still a considerable amount of money. And that's something that even with a a full-time job that I had, I would not have been able to afford.
1: Yeah. And I mean, (laughs) and then you could compare that and you could actually get some supercars up in that range as well. But I mean, it's got to be Tesla all the way. The other thing that's also interesting by making it a $35,000 car and you might go, oh yeah, that's really cool. It's really cheap. It means we'll have more electric vehicles on the road and things like this. The other element to that is they were including the fully autonomous package and autopilot in that Ooh. thirty-five thousand dollars. So that means not only you're going to have more people. Like why? Why? There's literally no argument to why you wouldn't go an electric vehicle over a like a Definitely. petrol or a diesel. It's a no-brainer. Of course, you're going to go the electric vehicle. And then can you imagine now more people on the road with? Autopilot. Now, that could either be a really good thing or a really bad thing. It could mean less accidents. It could mean more people. I, I reckon it'll be a good to thing. Not supposed to be used. You reckon?
0: I just see how many people, uh, well, I should not say how many people, how some people drive and how some people park. And you kind of think, well, those features could be really handy because there'd be a, a lower number of people Uh, causing these problems if they can afford to drive something like that.
1: (laughs) I think Elon likes to say things and they tend to be a while off. So I don't think we're going to see, and especially in Australia, I don't think we're going to realistically see this $35,000 or even sub $40,000 electric vehicle come out anytime soon. I think it's probably going to be five years away. Uh, in australia like they're already behind on you know the backlog of their current tesla orders mm, are really, mm. you know, so many current teslas that they got to pump out and then you're talking about always have even been more as well. the demand for the manufacturing process that like the infrastructure to pump those cars out and then if you're talking also in australia and especially where we're a little bit more regional and remote and we mm. talk about traveling say between melbourne and sydney or even the halfway point we're going to need more charging stations across the board. So the more people that have these vehicles, the more charging stations we're going to need. Otherwise, we're going to be not only waiting 45 minutes to charge our car, but then 45 minutes just for a spot to be available. So I think there's a lot of problem, problem solving that needs to happen, at least here in Australia. Yeah. Uh, but it is something to get excited about and does give us a glimpse of, you know, hopefully what's to come. Well, it, and it all looks good. It's definitely
0: the beginning of something. Um, which is, you know, a lot further than we have been at this point. And, you know, like he he does take time to get things done, but, um, you know, things come about. And, you know, I I also like the fact that he's now considering the fact that autopilot should be included in a vehicle as well, because some of the things that you can spend money on with Tesla in terms of software upgrades are a bit ludicrous it, it, it's 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 even more ludicrous than some of the other car manufacturers that you know offer upgrades and and need to swap a, a part or something this is just literally a piece of software and the software is already included it's just an option at the other end turning it on and off and the amount of money like it, it, it it's a bit um it's a bit interesting
1: yeah and especially when it first came out i think it was it was really cheap Maybe four and a half thousand dollars or something like that, and then they said, "Look, you you know, the first people that get onto this package or buy it with the car, you're getting at a reduced rate. It's going to go up in coming years." Mm. And that was true. Like it it started maybe four thousand, went up to five, six, and now seven, eight. Maybe it'll be ten thousand. Like, yeah, you're right. Like, come on, yeah, it is a bit of software. So hopefully that price stays the same. Um, And the other interesting thing that came out. Two was, you know, they're talking about uh, future Teslas will have batteries that also double as the structure of the vehicle, making it mm. extra stiff while improving efficiency, safety, and cost. So they're talking about, you know, uh, the battery being in the body, and they threw out a couple of stats saying 10% mass reduction of the vehicle, 14% range increase opportunity and 370 fewer parts. But
0: what does it do for being able to keep that car for a long period of time? That's a good question, I reckon. Mm, because currently yeah. you can take the batteries out of some of these vehicles. Tesla doesn't like you doing this, mind you, but um, there's group of groups of enthusiasts uh, who document the processes online who have fixed Tesla vehicles, and they can... Um, you know, find the tools and, and the facilities to be able to un, unbolt and drop these batteries out and swap parts out so that, you know, they can make sure that, um, you know, an earlier Model 3 um, will will last a considerable number of years. And, you know, it doesn't just become another scrap heap item as, uh, you know, Musk wouldn't mind doing on some occasions. He's got so much money he can sling around that he's just not caring Necessarily, always about the um, you know the long term impact of of everything that's been created.
1: Yeah, and I mean, uh, it's a little bit. It's nice to be able to replace all your batteries with, say, like you know, a dozen double A batteries from.
0: <laughs> do we yeah. need to have like
1: a an asterisk, like do not replace your Tesla batteries uh, with double A batteries?
0: Been unrealistic, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs>
1: They wouldn't, well, I mean, they, they all wouldn't all, go far either. <laughs> <laughs> all in all, an exciting day, I thought. And while we're talking about Tesla, there was one other thing that sort of came across my radar. Yeah. Uh, and I was, compl- I was contemplating putting this into to our quick head segment a little bit later. But while we're talking about Tesla, I'll sort of just tack it on the end here. So you may recall he also has another company called The Boring Company. Indeed. What a boring name. That makes flamethrowers and build, digs tunnels and things like this. So, for those of you that don't know, he was sick of the traffic in LA and, you know, getting to work and stuff. So, he just decided to dig a hole in the ground and then drive his car through that hole to get out of the traffic. And that that's the idea of the, the tunnel. I think it was called the Boring Tunnel. Yeah.
0: Is that? Um, and yeah. J- and so, he took Jay Leno for a drive in it.
1: Yeah. And there's various bits and pieces where you can sort of see it. You have a YouTube if you're not familiar. But apparently the uh, the tunnel under Las Vegas for self-driving cars is almost complete. Well, I wouldn't have thought now, it would have been all is. that far off anyway. There's, there's not much more to say. Mm. That's why I was thinking, ah, oh, it should be a quick head. But that's interesting because there's a lot of questions like when will it be finished? Who can use the tunnel? Was it just purely a Pilot program for more tunnels Uh, Will only Tesla owners Be able to use the tunnel There's a lot of questions Raised, no answers Given of course Uh, But as always time will tell
0: When you're a man like Electric Jesus with the amount Of money that that guy slings Around and and, you know The the sway That he has on social media for Instance, um, I guess you can Do these outlandish projects and get approvals for things and then uh, you know make some of the rules up as you go as well
1: yeah I remember an interview with him talking about it and he said somebody asked him that question said oh was it hard to get approvals to dig the tunnel and he was like no I just I just applied to the to the council or whatever just can I dig a hole here and they he's like you'd be surprised how easy it is to get a permit to dig a hole and then he just dug the hole and went for it so I don't think a lot of yeah, maybe a bit of of funding towards a a political campaign uh, helped grease the wheels getting the permit (laughs) over the line, but that is, of course, pure speculation. But moving on to uh, something else that is also electric-related, we talk a lot about electric vehicles Mm. and cars on the road, but how could this technology be applied to on the water?
0: Well, it it could work out. I mean, you know, depending upon the, 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 the size of the craft, um, you know, some some craft travel on some some sizably smaller motors. So I, I see it as a yeah. possibility.
1: So here we go. So Pure Watercraft ramps up its electric outboard motors with a raise of $23 million in a Series A round of funding. So they are developing mm. a, a, a pure electric outboard motor for your boat that's powered or you know they can refuel the the cells by a solar panel as well so Ooh. it's a completely electric outboard motor and it I don't think anyone had really thought about this until Tesla's have sort of paved the way to uh, electric vehicles and you know sustainable electricity and energy use as being the future and now, I think it's people are going, yeah, that worked really well for a car. Why why wouldn't people want to be sustainable hmm. on the water as well? And they've been able to get all this funding and people behind it. And I think this is extremely beneficial as someone who also not only dreams about driving a Tesla. Dreams about also, having a boat? Yeah, yeah having a <laughs> boat. And one of the things that holds you back, there's a few things, food, water, and I guess power. Now, if you have a sailboat, you have wind. You do. There's times where there's no wind or you've got a current or there's a storm coming and you've got to, you know, maneuver in quickly. So fuel for your engine is what keeps you coming back to land, needing to, you know, get more diesel. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is water, uh, having to get water. So you can get, like, desalination equipment for your boat and uh, turn salt water into drinking water. You can, I guess, catch fish to eat or find food, you know, in the sea, so you can sort of mm, solve that mm. problem. And the other thing is the fuel. Now, if you can eliminate that, you could potentially live, live out sea for years without seeing another human. Yeah, that, that's kind of delightful. Well,
0: may, maybe you could. Maybe you could. I mean, um, the, uh, the only other factor that you have in the whole situation is, um, you know, depending on the size of the craft, um, the limitations in weight, because weight is an issue with a boat, um, but you know, uh, like you said, uh, Tesla did pave away a bit, like Apple paved away in what was going on in mobile phone development to make things in vogue in in a way uh, that you know we're now producing all sorts of things, uh, you know in an electric form and, and and looking at all the opportunities of, of turning as many vehicles into some sort of electric-based vehicle um, where we might not have got as far as we thought we could before.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I'm excited to see the electric planes, electric helicopters, electric drones, and so on well, and so
0: forth. we're already at the drone situation, although you can scale <laughs> it up a little bit, can't you?
1: The solar panel on your drone... <laughs> As you're flying it to recharge your battery and get an extra flight time. Wow. Um, speaking I'm of Apple... calling here. I'm calling it here the next DJI drone, <laughs> little solar panel on the top. We'll, we'll shout back to this episode, but I'm right. <laughs>
0: well, that, that's, a, that's another thing they have to work on, though, um, because you think about solar panels, and solar panels, you know, they they, they do some wonderful things, but um, the ones that are at a size that would fit on a drone or fit on a vehicle at the moment don't necessarily provide enough power overall to be able to do anything. You have to have a larger cell to be able to make it happen so um but but you know um there are developments in technologies and you know hopefully like um cpu architecture they're they're finding new and new ways to be able to build um bigger bigger better or bigger smaller selves um you know hoping there's there's there's, there's something out there on on the horizon for the future development maybe
1: just you wait
0: Now we've been talking about um, Apple just briefly, given the the conversation about, uh, you know, Apple being major contributor to where mobile phones are now. And, and, you know, as much as I love Android, um, that is definitely what did happen because, uh, you know, there wouldn't be as many people walking around with smartphones had it not been for Apple getting into the game. Uh, They've uh, just noted that they've landed their iOS 13.4. Only a couple of months since... Uh, one of the the last releases, which of course was 13.3.1. It's a lot more polished, they are saying at this point in time, um, which is a good thing because uh, they've had a run in the last couple of years where they've uh, released updates uh, of the software and people have run into some fairly significant bugs, uh, you know, when they've installed those updates. So... Uh, you know, to carve the way through and actually, uh, you know, fix some of this up is is great. Although, um, as usual, a few bugs to start, which they'll end up uh, needing to fix. Uh, there's some comments that there's issues with uh, Bluetooth accessories and connectivity. Um, also, those who are lucky enough, not Australia, mind you, to have dual SIM units uh, are only finding Mm. that they can use one SIM at the moment. Um, But, you know, when they get all of these tweaked nicely enough, um, there's quite a number of updates which are are looking really good in the form of, you know, um, a lot more support for the Apple CarPlay platform, which, you know, works in people's cars, they can plug the, the mobile phone in and have it on their dashboard. Um, there's updates to the way the app store works. And, you know, the, um, they, they've got a thing called a universal purchase support, finally, where you can make one singular purchase on one device. And if you've got all your other devices in sync, they'll just update and, and install appropriate uh, items as per what you've, you've grabbed. Um, you know things like this uh, are looking good there's there's significant changes to um, you know the the apps platforms in the actual um, iOS uh, there are even they've even brought in um, you know keyboard and mouse support uh, for the iPads in a better form that it has had uh, up till now and if you love your soft and fluffy things you uh, Nine new Mimoji stickers, including a smiling face with
1: hearts, hands
0: pressed together, and a party face.
1: <laughs> Can you give us party face? <laughs> what is party face? <laughs> Show oh, us. Oh,
0: I I, 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 can't imagine what hands party face is. a praying. Oh, right. Maybe it's one of them.
1: Wait, is that was that hands pressed together?
0: <laughs> they've or already got. Party they've face? already okay. got one of those, okay. don't they?
1: Yeah, I couldn't tell if that was a party face or hands pressed together. <laughs> is hands pressed together just praying? Well, it's a... Or like bowing? Now, now or... is there a praying emote in there currently? Yeah, there's one that's like this. <laughs> I where there is. Uh... Do you know what I find interesting about the whole iPhone software update thing mm, is? Mm. Firstly, why not fix these bugs before they're released? Oh, yeah, yeah
0: yeah I, 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 I feel that a lot of the time with a lot of manufacturers, Microsoft is the same as well um, you know they' they 're heavily reliant these days on on more beta testing being done by average punters yeah. which, which is cool that 's cool that 's really good because you know you get a number of things fixed. Um, but they don't do their own final beta testing before they roll it out. So, therefore, you know, not all of the bugs get resolved and, you know, not all of the devices are tested. And then by the time the, the update comes out, you know, a lot of the issues come out and uh, they bite harder because they're in the public.
1: Yeah, I mean, we are the guinea pigs. The consumers are the tests. I remember the remember back in the days where they used to have internal beta testing and they'd Mm. actually spend ages ironing it out. And then the final release was a hundred percent working and stable. And now it very much is so. just across the whole industry. It is. It's just release it out and we'll fix it sort of on the go. Cause you know, we could probably get rid of all the people that we would have tested the app. They probably still have a few people, but it used to be in the past It probably was a larger team. Just get rid of all those people, save some money there, get the actual general public to do all the testing We'll get the feedback. We'll get the updates out there quick enough. It's, it's good enough.
0: Good enough, but not necessarily good enough. Cause, cause and another just, thing with all these yeah.
1: iOS updates is there are a lot of sort of back-end software-based improvements, uh, quality of life improvements, compatibility, upgrades or fixes. In terms of the interface... I know that it did a few things a few years ago with the the long press thing to then bring up multiple options. Mm. They did some enhanced dark mode type stuff. But inherently from the first generation of of the OS till now, if you just showed me like the home screen of of an iPhone 4 versus an iPhone, what is it, up to now, 28, (laughs) (laughs) you, you showed me those two phones like they'd look pretty similar and there's there's no amazing new feature like they introduced kind of like a widget alternative didn't they I yeah um know, like and to try to imitate widgets from android but who uses that have you ever seen anyone with an iphone that they've showed you your home screen or you've you know you've glanced over surreptitiously at their phone and seen anything but the standard icons you know the square block icons they don't utilize no one no iphone user utilizes anything but those just app icons Mm. it
0: hasn't looked like that uh you know any different in in a little while in 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 a few good versions um they are finally integrating the idea of actually being able to take calls without the um the, the the whole call screen taking over the whole phone while you're doing something, which, you know, kind of been a la Android for a little while already. Um, but, you know, still nothing major in terms of the UI, though.
1: I guess that's a big part of their branding as well. And, you know, you can instantly recognize that phone as an iPhone. And I think mm. that's a big part of it because you can instantly tell that that's an iPhone by the way it looks, the home screen and just generally how the iPhone user is dressed. (laughs) (laughs) You can certainly spot them in
0: Apple stores. They tend to Uh, wear the same T-shirts.
1: Do you know what was interesting uh, during kind of the height of, as we were just sort of ramping up with the the COVID numbers and stuff, Hmm. was going through a shopping centre, the infamous Chadston shopping centre here in Melbourne, and most of the stores were closed, empty, one person inside them and then i was walking towards somewhere to get a boost juice or something Hmm. and i walked past the apple store and it was packed like the line everyone spaced out nicely wearing masks was wrapping around wearing masks 1.5 meters apart from each other but it was packed in there and i was like (laughs) of all the like necessary items you need during a pandemic lining up in front of the Apple store is one of the least essential things you could be doing. I don't, maybe they were like, I need, I'm going to bunk it down for like months. I'm going to need the latest iPad to watch Netflix on. I'm going to need the latest phone to text all my friends and video conference. Like, I was like, come on. Did you think about warranty claims?
0: Because, I mean, you have to go to one of those places if you want things swapped same day. Um, So, you know, and, and there's... Yeah, maybe. There, there's less of them around. And, and in the case of someone like me, back back when I had an iPhone, when I had a technical issue because I was buying the Bleeding Edge and sometimes it didn't work out, uh, I found myself uh, when I was on Melbourne trips stopping into one of those places so that I could get a unit and, and get straight home. And I knew I didn't have to wait around for it, which was a positive and negative because when they're brand new phones, they don't necessarily have a lot of swap over stock. And I found myself in one situation with uh, one of the, the newer 4G models, um, swapping the device because of um, a cosmetic failure. Uh, and then I ended up with one that had a hardware failure. So I ended up with one that uh, <laughs> decided to drop uh, mobile phone networks after it had been sitting idle for a little while. And I only noted it by the time I got to Albury. So, um, you know, I was away from Melbourne and and without a phone again and and had to do the old advanced replacement, which is, you know, order it online and, and they take a tab on your card and then send it out and you drop the existing one in the box and send it back. And then I went, you know, I think that's better overall, actually.
1: That process, though, the length of time it takes to do all that, you could have just driven to Melbourne. I could have driven bash. to
0: Melbourne again, yes.
1: <laughs> in the short amount of time, but not so convenient.
0: Not quite. Not quite. I, I, uh, I don't envisage a trip to Melbourne Um, just as a, I will wake up in the morning and go, oh, I think I might go to Melbourne today. Not that you can at the moment, mind you, with the, the whole COVID situation. I can get over the border, but I'm not allowed in Melbourne.
1: Yeah, for a few other reasons as well. <laughs> <laughs> You're on the watch list at the oh. Um Do you know what you need to, before you have a, a big trip to Melbourne, do you know what you need? What do I need? A good, A good night's sleep. Well, yes,
0: sleep is definitely so helpful for your big guys. Drowsy, days.
1: and you can get there in one go. And do you know who's helping you do that? Both. Both. How are they helping you do that? Well, they've introduced a new pair of sleep-focused earbuds to try and help you get a better night's sleep called the sleep buds and if you're like me and i think most people you'll have the rough night or you'll have trouble sleeping or you know you're thinking all about all the crazy work you got on tomorrow or you know all that that mean thing that person said to you about your shirt yesterday and you know they were wearing an (laughs) uglier shirt than you why would they compliment on your shirt what do they even know about fashion yet they still comment on it and you just can't get that out of your head. So you need a good night's sleep. Well,
0: <laughs> well. geez, <laughs> that's a bit outlandish, isn't
1: it? Oh, was that a bit too <laughs> close to home? That anyway, Maybe it was. So people like listening to weird things when they sleep. And by weird things, I don't mean weird things. I mean white noise. Well, Some people, they just like the sound of white noise, you know, and just this. It's a subconscious thing. And that helps them settle, get into a pattern, get to sleep. Other people like listening to nature, to waterfalls, uh, whales. I think is a popular one. Uh, rainforest sounds and things like that to help them get a really good night's sleep. Now, I think this is a kind of a cool idea. So they're really they're designed so they sit flush in your ear, so you can lie on your ear uh, without it being uh, uncomfortable. Uh, you don't need to have uh, a speaker system where if you, you know, maybe you have a partner in the bed with you that it would disturb them as well. So it's isolated to your mm. ear. It's really comfortable. You put it in there and yeah, it plays music or well, sounds to help you try and get a really good night's sleep and take your mind off work or what that person said to you about that, your shirt. And look, I don't know if it works and I don't know if you've ever Experimented with. I to listen to some of these tranquil sounds. I haven't
0: experimented with it. Um, but these particular um, buds are are very popular because basically they're version two now, but they had a lot of struggles with the battery technology in the earlier variants, and they took them off the market for a while. And there was a lot of people that was apparently, you know, disappointed about the idea and and annoyed that um, Bose had deleted them. But this is meant to be the one, the version two yeah. of these.
1: I can't imagine that you'd, you'd have like four hours sleep and then your battery dies on you. You're like, ah, damn it. Can't sleep. <laughs> Got now. to charge that again. So this one, yeah, they, they, they say 10 hours of playback. Um, and it comes with the charging case as well that you can just put back in and charge. So 10 hours should be enough to get a good night's sleep. Yeah, definitely. It's a really good night's sleep. I mean, they say you only need six hours or something like that a really solid unbroken sleep to feel energized but most people don't get that they'll wake up or a noise or a will toss and turn so it comes out to about eight hours for a good night's sleep um but the the downside of purchasing these uh sleep buds is they're $250 uh, us and you can only listen to music on the Bose from the Bose app you can't That's download a your own songs, you can't stream anything, you can't put your own custom music on there. You're paying a huge amount of money and you're restricted by what they tell you you can listen to. So I think a lot of people will see that as a negative and might actually put them off purchasing this on what seems like an otherwise cool idea.
0: You'll get the sheeples who will still purchase the items because they've they've always been in the post-camp, but yeah... Um, not necessarily uh, the ones to go for for everyone because of the, the the limitations in in how you can utilize them. But then again, I mean these are earbuds which are designed for sleeping. They're not designed for listening to content. So I can I. Can also see that there's there's people that would just purchase them anyway because oh, yeah. they've they've found benefits out of these technologies in the past and you know round two means better battery life and and you know hopefully some other nice little features rounded in so it may just be the one
1: the big draw is of course the design being super comfortable to sleep on that's the biggest thing mm. aside as to just putting your apple oh you can't AirPods just put the normal in ear, ones in and then they'd flop out or fall out or they'd stab you in the ear or something. um What would be interesting if somebody else comes out with kind of this sleep bud concept design, but it's essentially just a cheaply made you know earbud type thing, but they make it a bit more molded in the ear, and then you could just stream music from your phone via Bluetooth and then you could just YouTube any tranquil sound. And hmm. you could probably cut into this sleep market for, you know, a fifty dollars price point and probably make a lot of money. Actually, that's a really good genius idea. Let's put a <laughs> pin in that. Going to make I a note on setting that. Setting that up a little bit later. I expect the announcement next week of the launch of my sleep p- pods. Now Apple will probably send me. We'll work on the name. But anyway, I'm excited about some of the tracks that you can listen that are exclusive to the sleep buds. Do you want to hear a few?
0: Let's go for it. Not not actually. What? I'm not going to actually yeah, play yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, sound. Yeah. I'm well, that'll be copyright.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we can play fifteen seconds but anyway, so it comes with a whopping fifteen nature scape sounds to help calm racing thoughts with walks down a country road oh. a shoreline a boardwalk and beyond beyond it just says and beyond i don't know what that means oh it beyond. also comes with 10, 10 tranquility and I hope that's not like you're you know a, a a, a a past relative that's passed away and beyond and they're like ooh trent you forgot to put the washing out it's going to rain <laughs> trent <laughs> did you eat your breakfast this morning oh that would be no, i don't no, think no, no, you'd no, no, get no, 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 any no. sleep if that was a past relative trent i don't agree with your life choices <laughs> You wouldn't get any sleep. You're a failure. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> oh, that's, why, why does it have to be negative? Why can't it be supporting? Trent, you've made some really wonderful choices. Trent, ooh, your hair looked amazing today. What if it's just a playback of like affirmations and, oh, and things like that? I oh, think that could go along. You're way.
0: actually being nice today.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, he looks good. So if anyone's listening to the podcast and wants to jump Watching- over to the YouTube channel... You can watch the full podcast over there. It also comes with 10 tranquilities, which will help lower stress and tension with tones to lift. Oh, no, t- <laughs> tones to lift. No, that was it. Ten- with tones, tones to, to lift. Lift, <laughs> lift. Drift. Dream. And more. So I guess oh. lifting is kind of like a dream state where you're lifting off out of your bed into a dream wonderland. Mm-hmm drifting you're just kind of floating about the place dreaming well that speaks for itself your mind's floating so they, up
0: getting ready to count those
1: sheep they're, yeah they're very ambiguous about kind of <laughs> i'm a bit of a skeptic on this thing and i mean i think we should write to them and ask for a pair to try and then oh, we can well yeah we could give them the a
0: podcast. bit of go i, I was just gonna but, say i think some of these sounds and and the descriptions on these sounds are a little bit flowery it's a little bit like when, when you go and get a wine bottle and you get um, the, the the grower describes what you should taste and it's usually like some sort of oh, you know oh oh you know uh, subtle notes of black currant and, and and flowery rubbish like that and it's like well this sounds <laughs> what 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 do you get out of it
1: yeah. Yeah, oh, oh. I think what people would appreciate is if you could do the whole ASMR thing via the via oh, via sleep night. Oh, yes.
0: There's a few people, people out there.
1: On it. I won't try and do that because then the, no, the, no. the cast will go in a no, whole No, no. We,
0: we, we've had enough of that one. <laughs> we've had enough <laughs> of that one. Uh, you know, Tesla uh, wasn't the only one. Apple wasn't the only one uh, talking news about uh, new releases, new developments. Uh, Apple... um. Definitely not the only one. Microsoft, uh, their Ignite developer conference happened uh, over uh, the online platforms in the last week or so, uh, showcasing the future of what they're doing. And a few big things coming out of it. uh, One of those, uh, an upgrade to the touchscreen screens for uh, collaborating in workplaces. They've introduced a massive 85-inch Display that they're dedicating to Teams functionality to integrate wonderfully into the workforce uh, for your video conferencing. Um, a lot of these are aimed, you know, more so at the corporates than anything. Um, Microsoft Teams is also uh, getting some tweaks because you know, with COVID, a lot more people have started to utilize the platform. Uh, they're looking at the idea of breakout rooms uh, in their updates so that, uh, you know, uh, meeting conferencing can be held a, lot of, uh, a, a little bit easier um, and, you know, the, the UI of the application can be understood a little bit easier than it currently is as well. One big one uh, that I've noted, uh, which is going to affect a few other uh, brands, including Twilio as well, who provides SMS functionality, is uh, Microsoft has actually opened it up uh, for other people to utilize some of their uh, video calling, chat and SMS text messaging services, which they call uh, Azure Communication Services, uh, which gives a vast majority of people access to uh, you know integrate their websites and um you know the internet functionality in with these features, uh, some of these already being used, uh, you know, by corporates uh, like the government, for instance. Um, I, I registered a business name on the weekend using the ASIC system, and ASIC uses uh, Microsoft Azure platform and sends you a text message and can send you email communications, and you can do, you know, progress reporting on how your application is going, and 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 some of this sort of stuff is is, is built into it. But being able to You know, if you've already got an Azure account, um, which allows you to, you know, to build websites, uh, put together virtual servers um, and and all host of things, um, you can start utilizing some of this function, uh, some of the functionality that's already in Microsoft Teams and build it into your own applications, which is, uh, you know a, a really good move in the direction of uh, you know making more of these technologies and that Microsoft have already had on offer. and also um, in in the scale of Microsoft doing things, it value adds their products even more than they previously have been so that you know there are um, you know, you know there's less people looking at solutions other than a Microsoft uh, solution in their corporate business, which I've found myself doing a lot of lately, which I probably wouldn't have been able to do about eight years ago, for instance.
1: Yeah, it's absolutely crazy. And I know, you know, where I work, we initially started with Zoom, moving into mm. the, the teams, uh, you know, for team meetings and things like that. And then it we were already transitioning into the Microsoft space and mm-hmm. they had the teams and we dabbled in it last year and it was still early days Yeah, it was the, the rocky development but you got to give it to microsoft to really moving fast on the development of teams and all the video conferencing meeting integrations that are doing it it's like almost every couple of weeks they're releasing a new feature yep. or a quality of life improvement and they had to move fast to get the market share in well, this time yeah and they did it and they are continuing to do it. And now we've pretty much completely done away with Zoom just because Teams yeah. integrated better with, our, you know, full Office 365 suite and platforms. And now we've pretty much just exclusively use a uh, Microsoft ecosystem. Mm. And there's interesting saying about those additional features, about the breakout rooms. And, of course, like Zoom did have this uh, a lot earlier on. So there's, I guess, taking the best out of what Zoom had to offer And then building on that, I saw now that you can have a thousand people in a video conference. And I think, yeah, like, who, who, like, that's why, firstly. But anyway, and then if you were just hosting a presentation, you could connect up to 20,000 people to watch that through Microsoft Teams, which is huge. Um, I'm excited for some of the more uh, they're featuring into it. And then you can almost exclusively work. In teams for your whole day it's crazy you can can have all like you you chat to your team you can have all your files you can get i think terabytes of data storage that you can just upload and share in the file section and then there's a plethora of add-ons and extensions you can add to integrate within teams uh one that i use is trello yep so instead of having to go to the trello website i just click the plus tab Click Trello and then it's a tab for Trello and it's right there in Teams. Yeah. I could do my whole day's work in Teams aside from video editing, which I'd need to use an external and you know for, you, But
0: You can live collaborate with people on um, Teams as well. Open a document, both of you can make yes. edits and people can see what you're editing as you're doing it. Which is well. a
1: really cool feature in Google Docs when they first released that many years ago. And I yeah. remember I'd just create a, a Google Doc sheet and then invite people, and then we'd just type to each other in the Google Doc <laughs> sheet. And you could see the typing in real time and their cursor and stuff. And that was just so mind blowing that it was, you know, you just love that feature. And now we're seeing that all shift into here. They're taking the best bits of everything. Although I am a little bit worried also about some of the features. Uh, that maybe some corporations will use, uh, some managers will use. Uh, They're trying to balance it out, but I'll explain and then we can sort of have a bit of a discussion of where this could go. One of the cool things they introduced was a virtual commute feature, which I kind of read Mm. about Mm. what it is, but I still don't fully understand what it is. Um, Distance between work and home, and they're talking about, it looks like it's linked with, Uh, an integration with Headspace and uh, emotional check-ins with your staff, which is interesting because Mm, mm. it's actually something my organization has been doing where, but they'd do it more um, a bit more basic than sort of integrating it in teams that actually just send out an email to all staff. And then there was a, there's a homepage on SharePoint I think it was. And there's a series of smiley faces (laughs) from some really angry and sad to like a little bit sad to neutral to smiley face to like super happy. And it, it's meant to give you, you know, cause we're all working from home remotely, which yeah. it has challenges and, and being isolated from staff members and those interactions where you just have casual, casual casual conversations with people in the hallway. So you're missing a lot of social interaction, a lot of brainstorming meetings or, you, you know, being able yeah. to just quick, quickly call someone in to get their opinion on something. You're, you're missing out on that because it's too much hassle to have to, hey, are you free right now? Hey, do you want to set up a meeting to have this brainstorm? Hey, can I get you? Yeah, quick- sure. so It's almost, it's too much. It, it takes longer to set up a quick chat with someone than the actual yeah. chat itself. We're in the office. You'd be like, hey, um, quick question, 30 seconds. What do you think about this thing? Can I get your advice real quick? Yeah, this thing. And then off they go. The whole yeah, interaction is yeah, yeah. maybe two minutes. And now it takes half an hour of your day to try and emulate that same interaction. And then if you're trying to have spontaneous brainstorms and ideas, mm, mm. Is this real? There's an element lacking there, and I think there's a big gap. from I don't know if you can do this in a product to try and emulate that, but I think it is purely just we're humans and being separated from each other. When there's this human social spark that happens when we're in proximity to another human. Oh yeah, I, definitely. I believe this, and it creates something, and no software can ever replicate that. Like we could be amazing writers of, say, a movie or something or a TV show or a novel, yep. and we're collaborating like this over the internet, I think that could only get you so far and I think there's some magic that you'd miss from actually physically being in a room with someone. But anyway, I digress. They have <laughs> the emotional check-ins to see how you're going. So, for example, now I'm like, oh, yeah, all that chat and not be able to have all those brainstorms and the meetings take longer, I'm feeling a bit neutral. And then they can get an overall snapshot about you know how the organization's doing, where they could potentially... Um, help support an area or implement new initiatives so it's kind of cool that they're integrating that now within teams Uh, so that's a positive the negative now is if you're solely working within teams and doing your whole day in teams there's analytics that can now be gone with that yes and tracking that can be done with that so managers now can sort of track your effectiveness you know, and they can monitor work, workplace analytics based on you know your activity within Teams. So they could see things like after hours collaboration, focus time on a particular topic or subject or project, depending what team you're working in. You know, what files you access, how long you're on those files, how many uh, hours you spend working on that Word document. Um, you know, meeting effectiveness. Like I don't know how they determine what the meeting affected you rate the meeting how effective you think it was out of 10 i guess and then that feeds back cross-company connections and these will then be compared to averages among similar teams to provide managers managers with actionable insights so i feel like the the more scrutiny you can have over an employee and the more time you as a manager you're questioning what that person has done or how they've done it regardless of what the output was be like, oh, you still got the output of this work I asked for. But he, if you, you could have done it two hours more efficiently by saving time here, here, putting more effort into here, being more efficient in this meeting here, and all breaking down this micromanaging stuff, which I think is a negative. And I definitely see some companies being really strict with some of this stuff and having like KPIs. Key performance indicators on employees—if they're not meeting productivity targets—and now they have a way to track and analyze those targets. I—I I don't see that as a good thing. I, I, it, I like any good idea; it comes mm. from a place of this is—you know—we can see where we're lacking and how we can improve and give meaningful feedback to the employee. But, but at the same time, it can also be—you know—what can be used for good can also be used for evil.
0: It can definitely—you um, know—new analytics. Well, new analytics to Teams, not necessarily new to Microsoft Office platforms and, and, and what's been done on Office 365 thus far. I mean, if you do enough digging, you can put in your own, um, you know, you can find your own statistics on, on what's going on on your platform. But, yeah, if if people really do delve into this and, and use all these new features, um, that could... Uh, Certainly uh, make adjustments to how people are micromanaging things in another form,
1: (sighs) Anyway, that's kind of the big news items of the week, uh, Tesla being the biggest one. Of course, there are many other countless news stories that come across your feed or your desk or your newspaper if you read a newspaper anymore. And, you know, there's not a lot of substance to them. The news is essentially in the headline. And we like to go, you know, through a few of these headlines and it's a little segment we call quick headlines. These are the quick headlines. These are the quick technology headlines of the week. Geddes, give me some quick headlines.
0: Yeah. Makes you laugh all the time, doesn't
1: it? <laughs> It'll never get old for me at least. And maybe what the next step will be to add some music to that. Uh, but anyway, quick headlines of the week. Uh, here we go. And I know this is one that you wanted to have a quick chat about. So we'll, we'll start off with that. Facebook says it may quit Europe over ban on sharing data with the US. Yeah, so It's threatening to leave Europe. They're threatening again.
0: They're threatening again. And, you know, it, it all surrounds um, changes in laws over there. And it's, it's no surprise given what they've done here in Australia in terms of talking about, you know, if the government starts to charge them for sharing news, they want to completely change their pact um i'm I'm not surprised that Europe is the country that's involved because Europe has certainly had a lot of controversy with the big tech companies and and how much they've wanted to collect from them uh, for operating in their country,
1: yeah, and it's a big part of the privacy as well being facebook mm. collecting all this data on citizens that are then used for advertising purposes and just stopping that collection of data is extremely important of course facebook without that data are kind of useless because they don't have that data then to target people Mm. for advertising Mm. campaigns i think it's a good thing facebook are obviously upset about it because it potentially means loss of revenue in europe so they're having a bit of a cry and they're saying oh if we don't change it we're going to ban facebook like you know they like you they they're like your mum telling you to go to your room. Like it, they're not banning Facebook in Europe. They're never going to put no. out, you know, millions and millions of users and stop the platform. It's clearly just a false cry. It,
0: it's a crybaby tactic about the fact that, uh, you know, uh, they want the servers to host the data of they those countries' users in that country and and not in another country, basically. And, and Facebook will kick and scream. But, you know, ultimately, end of the day, if it has to be done, they will do it because Microsoft has done it with, uh, you know, their Office 365 platform so that they continue to have large organizational contracts in some countries where they outlaw the idea of um, all the data being hosted in the U.S., for instance.
1: Yeah, there you go. Speaking of the U.S., Social networks are doing a voter (laughs) registration blitz this week. So just a bit of a call to action to get people to register to to vote for the upcoming US election.
0: Given it's not compulsory over there, yeah, they they need to call out. Hopefully people do vote because, I mean, does the world need another run
1: of Trump? Time will tell. (laughs) CMU's Moon Ranger Robot, Rover, that was a mouthful, Moon Ranger, Rover, Robot, Robot, Rover, Robot, Rover will be the first to search for water ice on the moon in 2022.
0: Water ice. What water else is ice, ice made out of?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I guess they do Yeah, I guess they're just investigating the different states of matter, I guess, or you know, is it a liquid, mm. a solid? The rover will find out. We'll know in 2022, so be listening to Tech Wrap the podcast in 2022, <laughs> one year from now, we'll provide that update for you. Also, OSSO VR virtual reality raises 14 million to bring virtual reality to surgical and medical device training, which I thought was a weird headline because I thought they were kind of already doing this stuff. And if they weren't up until now, why mm. wouldn't they? Mm. It just makes a lot of sense. Like training, yeah, I thought they had virtual been reality and not needing to practice on, you know, real people or things. I thought there had been some
0: going on but maybe it's just not to the scale that we we thought it was And, and to have a significant investment like that in it, well that's cool. Very cool. And
1: finally, uh, we'll throw back to the, the call to action to get registered to people to vote. Mm-hmm. You might remember a while back, you know, a few Twitter accounts were hacked you know, with a bit of a Bitcoin scam thing going on Yeah, by prominent figures. Uh, so this is the headline. Twitter beefs up security for US election candidates.
0: Oh. So
1: obviously high value targets if their accounts got hacked saying, hey, you know, we need some money for our campaign. Uh, donate. Whatever you can in Bitcoin, to this address, you know, you know it's a hacker, and they got you, they got your money. So it happened a while ago, mm. and I'm you know, mm. making sure it won't happen uh, to the US can elec- election candidates. And that is another episode of Quickhead and i think that's it for another episode of tech wrap the podcast.
0: We we are drawing to the end of another episode of tech wrap the podcast and you know it's great to to talk tech weekly again. Uh, we're online at net. We can be found on most of the podcasting platforms. Um we We're appearing on iHeartRadio app in uh, the near future as well. I mean, we're already on things like Spotify, which makes it nice and easy if you use that as a streaming platform. Or if you listen to online radio stations, you can find us on TuneIn as well. You know, just being able to search TechRap anywhere in these apps and and just grab your podcast as you want to listen to it. Uh, you know, after you've been listening to something else is really neat. Uh, you can email us, uh, mail at techrap.net. We're also on the other social platforms as well. And uh, as Will has mentioned on a few occasions, we've started the video game. So we have to actually look half decent uh, when we're recording these podcasts, or we try to anyway. Um, and yeah. we're now on YouTube. So you can search for Techrap the podcast on there. And catch us in video form as well, which is certainly very, very interesting. We'll draw a close on another uh, Tech Wrap, the podcast. Thanks for uh, listening, watching, tuning in, getting involved. Do email us if you wish. Tech Wrap, the podcast. With the latest in technology news and views, this is Tech Wrap, the podcast.